Welcome to the sermon for today. I believe the Lord has something for us. Let's just look to Him in prayer right now. Lord, we just come to You this day, Lord. We commit everything to You. Knowing, Lord, we have no ability in ourselves to do anything. But, Lord, we're here today because we believe You sent us. You commissioned us, O oh Lord. And by Your grace, You sent me this day with this message to give to Your people. Now I ask for Your help now and pray that You'd help and bless Your people. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord. Amen. Before we get into this message, I'm going to just start with a little chorus of a song. Six hours on the cross Our Savior died Six hours on the cross Oh, what a sad time My God, my Six hours on the cross, Savior and mine, so tired and so weak. Oh, we couldn't lay down while carrying the cross. Six hours on the cross, he hung there and died. Six hours on the cross, your Savior and dying. Six hours on the cross. Six hours on the cross, your Savior mine. Amen. Six hours on the cross. Thank you for joining us today for today's message. I was, I've been praying and seeking the Lord's will for the message. Wasn't sure what he would have me to say. And the, the words just kept sticking in my mind. The time is at hand. And I 
I don't know. I was, I, I just couldn't get away from it. It just seemed like it just wouldn't leave me alone. That the time is at hand. I opened up my Bible, and I'd had my pen in here. I've got multiple things in my Bible. I've got multiple markers, maybe two or three pens. But I opened it up, and when I opened it up and looked over, the Scripture in Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15 says, Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Amen. So, it was approximately three and a half years from the time of the preaching of Jesus that this was fulfilled. The time was at hand. The crucifixion happened. And the kingdom of heaven, which we consider the grace age, began. And it was on the day of Pentecost as Peter preached, and he unlocked, he had the keys. When he unlocked, he preached there in Acts 2.38. When, he, when they, they said, what must we do to be saved? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, there was a change that happened. Now, we've been living in approximately 2,000 years from the, from the time of the beginning of Jesus' ministry. It's, uh, this, it's what the Scripture describes as the times of the, of the Jesus. Now, the times of the Gentiles was, according to the Scriptures, was to last for about 2,000 years. If we turn to a Scripture in Hosea, I believe it's chapter 6. Yeah, Hosea chapter 6. We'll start reading in verse 1. It says, Come and let us return to the Lord, for He hath torn. He will heal us. He hath smitten. He'll bind us up. After two days, He will revive us. In the third day, He'll raise us up, and we shall live in His sight. Now, if you notice in verse 2, it says, After two days, He'll revive us. And Peter says, in the book of Peter, he says, a day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. So, if we, we know there was a period of time there after the preaching of Jesus that the gospel 
the grace of God was still dealing with the Jewish people, the Jews. The door had not been shut yet. Even after the crucifixion, the door had not been shut yet. The gospel was still going primarily to the Jews. There was a few proselytes that uh, was getting saved also. There were Jewish proselytes uh, uh, from different nations here or there. We know that from the time of Pentecost, the scripture teaches us how that there were different ones come from different nations and things like this. So, we, we see the Spirit of God, when we, when we look through the book of Acts, we see how the Spirit of God was still going out to the Jewish people because uh, the, 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 the gospel says the, the, in the scriptures how the gospel was to the Jew first. And, and that uh, God's people, that's, that's where we get the scriptures from. And so the gospel went to the Jews. Now it wasn't until approximately 53 AD, in the time of Paul as he's preaching, that things started to change. There was, there was a great rejection and Paul was moved upon by the Spirit. He says, I go unto the Gentiles. Paul understood his ministry to be to the Gentiles. And so from if you if you calculate from uh, the time of approximately 53 AD when that Gentile the time of the Gentile age began there and you come two days, 2,000 years in God's time, which is in the, in the time of God, He calculates 360 days to a year. We, we find that to be scriptural. Uh, because in the 70th week of Daniel, uh, those days are calculated in, in uh, that type of format. Um, so, yes, so when we calculate there, we know that we are in the proximity of time. It's, it's, it's right here, right in this proximity. Now, the Jewish people that walked with God, even in the time of Daniel and things like that, they, they understood things like this. They understood things to do with times and seasons, and they desired to understand those things. And God revealed things like to, that to them. The timing was important for God. I mean, He kept a track of time very thoroughly from generations, uh, you know, the 14 generations from, I think, Abraham to David and 14 from David to time of Jesus or whatever through there. Uh, all those different times, they correlated. They Now those... Those Jewish people, they had a time frame when that Messiah should have been arriving from, from, uh, from uh, what was revealed to Daniel. They had a pretty precise time there. And so I, I believe some of them was, you know, they had been looking for that for the Messiah when he was on ground there at that time. So here we are today. So... If, if, 
if God's given us a time, then and the time is getting close, then he's going to have servants just as he did then. He's going to move upon some people by the Spirit of God. And he's going to prompt them and he's going to cause them to warn people that the time is at hand. The, the door will be shutting soon. There's not much time left. The Spirit of God will return to the Jews to deal with them. Uh, we see that in the Scriptures. How God will turn to the Jews. He will reveal to them, to the, to the spiritual element of the Jewish people, about who the true Messiah was. How that they missed the Messiah. They'll come to an understanding that they were, they were blinded for a reason. That the Gentiles could come in. People like us could come into the kingdom of God and experience salvation. So that, that was for a purpose. Now, turn with me if you would. To Matthew chapter 4. We've read this here in Mark. Uh, we've read this in Mark where Jesus preached the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. We go back to the gospel of Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 and in verse 17 it says from that time this was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I'll tell you something that's not preached enough today is repentance. When I first come to the Lord, I didn't know much of anything. Uh, well, I can't say that it was when I first came to Him because I first gave my heart to the Lord when I was about seven or eight years old. I come from a Baptist family. I'd, I'd, I'd met with a, an evangelist and he came out there to my aunt's place. And uh, right there is when I accepted Jesus as my Savior. I didn't know much about the plan of salvation and such. I just, I guess I just, you know, as long as you believe in him, I thought that's all it was, I guess. But I remember crying and giving my heart to him and believing him. But I, I didn't go on with him, really. I, I didn't really get in the Word. Of course, you know, I was seven or eight years old, but I... I wasn't getting into Word and studying. I didn't have a daily prayer life. I didn't understand how important it was to seek after God. How that those that diligently seek after Him will find Him. We can't expect to find anything if we don't search. And so as time went on, uh, you know, my faith got shaken there when I got in my teenage years. I, I got on the wild side. I really wasn't searching after God. I and just totally got into drinking and 
partying and all these things. That was my life. I didn't have any plans for uh, living my life for God or anything like that. I certainly didn't have a plan to be a preacher, that's for sure. That would have probably been one of the last things on my mind. Even though I remember when I was about a 12-year-old boy being on a bus, there was some some girl on there. She was, uh, she was kind of into this fortune-telling type stuff or something, using something. And I, I, I sure wasn't spiritual or anything back then, but I, there's something stuck with me. That girl told me, and she told me that I was going to be a preacher. And I would have, my goodness, I can't remember what I said or anything, but I probably laughed at her. I probably did. But when I was 19 years old, I picked up a Bible, staying on my grandpa's farm. For some reason, it came into my mind that I needed wisdom. And I thought, well, I heard that if you read the book of Proverbs, you'll get wisdom. So I opened that Bible up that was there. I, I don't know where he got it from. I think it was a Gideon's Bible because I never saw him in a church. And so I got to studying the Scriptures. I got to reading, wanting wisdom. But before you know it, I was getting convicted because I was reading other things in the Scriptures. And it said, those that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I read in there about drunkenness. I read in there about fornication and all these things of the world. I've read about people that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Those were things that I was doing. So I knew that I needed Jesus in my life. I called upon Him. I wasn't in a church or anything. I called upon Him. I wanted Him to save my soul. And He saved me. And I wanted to know His truth. I, I wanted to know what the Bible said. Not what man said. I want to know what He said. I searched and searched all over. I went from church to church. Denomination to denomination. Searching. Hungering for truth. I'd read in the Scriptures. I'd read this, that, and the other. And I... And then this church wouldn't teach it. And then maybe I'd go to another church and find somewhere that believed that way. And then I would kept searching and find more truth. And oh my, I just kept going and going. Searching and hungering for the truth. And I felt a call in my life to be a minister of God. And so uh, I thought, well, maybe I'm supposed to go to a a Bible school college or something. I went and signed up at the college to, to go to school to be a minister. And it was supposed to start school there. And I wasn't able to because I had to have hundreds of dollars the next day or two for school books. Didn't have the money. So I wasn't able to attend. And then later on as I, I got to studying the Scriptures, I found that Jesus called people didn't have any schooling. He called apostles who were fishermen. He called a tax collector. He called people just a common man. They didn't hardly have any education. Many of them were poor. Peter and them were poor people. They didn't have much. They sure didn't have much education. But that's the type of people that the Lord used. Uh, if, it, if it would have been man's picking, they, they surely wouldn't have picked them. They'd have went to the seminaries. They went to the schools of theology and they said they would have looked for some scholars in there. Who's a, who's the scholars? That's who they, that's who man would have picked to be apostles. 
But that's not what Jesus does. Jesus seeth not as man seeth. Jesus looks upon the heart. Man looks upon the outward appearance. Jesus looks on the heart. Let's look at another scripture. Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed is he that readeth, they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep the th those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. The time is at hand. Surely there's a point in time where God will say, the time is at hand. Surely there's a point in time that the Lord will inspire His servants to go forth and say, the time is at hand. Didn't He do it in the beginning of, of the age? The beginning of the kingdom of heaven when it started? Didn't the message go forth, the time is at hand? If He did it then in the beginning, then He'll do it here at the end. He'll move upon some servants with a message to bring forth, to warn people, to repent, to get in, to change your life, stop your sin, turn around the way you're going. Don't you realize you're headed on the highway to hell? Don't you realize you've got away from God? You don't have to. You can change. It doesn't matter what you got into. It doesn't matter the life you're living. You might be half drunk right now listening. You might be living in sin right now. You, you might be a prostitute. You might be sleeping with who knows who. But don't you know Jesus can change your life today? You don't have to live this way. This is not what God has for you. God has a purpose for you. And that's to serve Him. I challenge you today that if you will believe, that if you accept Jesus as your Savior, you can accept Jesus as your Deliverer. You might even be sick. No matter what your need is today, I challenge you today to believe. I challenge you today to repent. That means to turn from your sin. Trust Jesus as your Savior. Believe Jesus will deliver you. And you will be delivered today. You can be set free. You don't have to be bound by that. Jesus came to set the captives free. There was a woman one day they brought to Jesus. She was caught in the act of adultery. They wanted to stone her. She was broken hearted. No doubt she'd been with multiple men. And according to the law though, when they caught someone in adultery back then, they were supposed to bring the man too. 
But for some reason, they didn't bring the man. They just brought the woman. That's how a lot of people do. They're unjust. They'll just try to pick on one. They'll just try to look on one, on the faults of one, not on the faults of the other. But Jesus saw their hearts. He saw what they were up to. He saw they didn't have any mercy in their hearts for this woman. But Jesus had mercy. He came to save that which is lost. And Jesus kneeled down in the sand right there. As her accuser stood around, He started writing things in the sand. No doubt they could see it. And He knew their hearts. He knew every one of them, their lives. Perhaps He started writing some of the faults and the secrets in their lives. There was something that pricked their hearts. Something that got their conscience because one by one they turned and walked away. One by one they turned and walked away. And when they left and Jesus said to her, Where are your accusers? Now where are your accusers? Jesus said, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Hallelujah. Salvation came to a woman that day that was living in adultery. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He could save a woman right then living in adultery. He can save a woman today living in adultery. No matter what lifestyle you're living today, you can be saved. All your past can be forgiven you this day. All you need to do is repent, believe the gospel, accept what Jesus Christ has done for you on that cross. He suffered and died for your sins no matter what you've done. He'll wash it away. It doesn't matter what your history is. It doesn't matter what people think about you. No matter what you've done, no matter what, no matter others hate you and despise you for what you've done, Jesus can deliver you today. Do you want to be set free? The time is at hand. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ sent me to warn. The time is at hand. He gave me this message today. I don't know who all people it's for, but He sent me with it. He wouldn't leave me alone. He gave it to me. I couldn't get it out of my mind. I tried to get away from this preaching. But he's woke me up. He wanted me to start this ministry. I've waited for over 25 years for this. I've waited on him because the angels of God told me over 25 years ago that it wasn't ready for me yet. And in the last two years, God started dealing with me. He started dealing with dreams and things. And a man spoke to me, even in a dream, thus saith the Lord, he said, I'll bring a message to many. I drug my feet and everything. I didn't want to obey God. And I went to the doctor one day. And I got some checkups and tests. Tests, this, that, and the other. 
They come back and I had melanoma cancer. That woke me up. And the devils fought me tooth and toenail to stop me. To stop me from getting started. To, to bring the message to the people. To go after these souls that's out there. But God's done healed me of it. He's already been merciful to me. I've already been healed of this melanoma cancer. The devil's tried everything to stop me. He don't want this message to go forth. Because God showed me that I was going to be praying for the sick and things. They were lining up. I saw them. They were lining up. I was speaking before many people. He doesn't want people to be delivered. But I'm telling you today that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you believe and receive this day, you can pray with me. You can, wherever you're listening from today, whatever country you're in, Jesus can change you. Jesus can change you today. I heard a recent testimony of a lady that he changed. She was from Iran. And she was an atheist. And she was good at convincing people that there was no God. And so as a teenager, that's what she spent her life doing. Convincing people that there was nothing. She was molested as a child. Her daddy did her wrong. He didn't believe her. He beat her and everything. Beat the mother, I think. And she told her mother what happened. The, 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 the dad beat the mother. That's what it was. She, was. she was terribly done wrong. And then one day, she tried to commit. She tried to kill herself. She tried to commit suicide. She had the I think she put it around her neck and everything. She, she, just, she just got, she cried out to God. God, if you're real. Show yourself to me. Let me let me feel you. The next thing she knew, that rope was on the ground, and she felt God, she felt the arms of God around her. And Jesus came to her and revealed Himself to her in a dream, and it changed her life. She's a changed woman today, changed by the power of God. She was an atheist. And God changed that woman. God moved in that household. The next thing you know, God changed her brother. He had a, a dream and Paul came to him and told him about the Lord. He told that dream. He said, I don't know who a man named Paul is. He found out that Paul is an apostle of Jesus Christ. Jesus is moving to the country of Iran. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. Jesus can reach you no matter where you are today. Do you need deliverance? Do you need deliverance from drugs? Do you need deliverance from immorality that's got you bound? Do you need salvation today? Jesus sent me to tell you the gospel today. And I'm obeying him. I want you right now. 
You might even be on your deathbed. I don't care where you are. God can reach you right there. God can heal you on that deathbed right there where you are. The doctors may not gave you long to live, but I come to tell you Jesus is a healer. I come to tell you right now if you can believe that Jesus can raise you up from your deathbed right now where you are. If you listen to me and pray with me right now, oh God, I come before you this day. You see these people. God, as they've heard the gospel, believe. God, I ask you right now to send forth your power. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will release them, Lord, that you will deliver them from this sin. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you'll I ask you to deliver them. I ask right now the sick would be healed, Lord. I ask the afflicted would be delivered. I pray you'll save these souls right now, God, as they decide. God, the devil can't stop them. The I believe it, Lord. I believe souls are healed. Hallelujah. I believe so. And the glory. Hallelujah. I believe it right now. And I receive it, Father. I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, you have no authority on those souls. You can you by the authority of God Jesus Christ to leave them and to set them free by the authority of God that sent me that said in the by the authority of God in the name of Jesus Christ come out hallelujah 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. I believe you've moved today. I believe you've moved today. Oh, God, I've presented this message as you sent me. I've preached it just like you can. I'm not worthy to preach it. I'm not worthy to preach the gospel. I'm not worthy to do anything for the Lord. I'm just a servant. I'm just a poor servant of God. I don't hardly got much education. I certainly don't have much money. But I'm just doing what he told me to do. My friend, if you've, if you've believed and received, you're free now. You're free. The devil has no more hold on your life. You find your place and you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You believe you've got a new walk. Jesus has did great things for you today. I want to hear your testimonies. Because your testimonies, as others hear your testimonies, I want to tell them. Because there's power in your testimonies. As other people hear your testimonies, that causes other people to have faith. And then they're, then they're delivered. And it just goes on and on. There's power in testimonies. We welcome you to, to contact us and
send them in. You can go to the website or uh, you can go to mercyforus.org, mercyforus.org. Uh, I think there's something on there to, uh, to be able to contact. Uh, I think there's information on YouTube. We've got a, a site there on the YouTube. I, I think there's information about how to contact us, maybe an email, something. But I want to hear from you. Your, your, your prayer requests, your testimonies, Everything is special. You are a special person. God loves you. You may not experience love in your life. Maybe you've been rejected all your life. You've been a misfit. You've been hated. You've been treated terribly, whatever it is. But the Lord loves you. He has a purpose for your life. And if you surrender, if you surrender to Him, He's going to reveal it to you. He's going to, he's going to lead and guide your footsteps. I'm going to end this service now. I didn't even get all my scriptures read. But I believe the Spirit of God's moved today. And I believe that He's touched some souls. He's touched some lives. I didn't know I was going to say all these things. But it's God. It's not me. I've, I've had to step out in faith. Um... You know, I have my own battles that I, I deal with, you know, and I, I work a job and also I, I, I'm called to preach the gospel. So just whatever the Lord has for me, I, I want to be led by Him. And uh, if He has me to go uh, preach different places and things, well, I, I certainly want to do that. I want to do all that He'd have me to do. I, I believe that my, my primary calling of the Lord is to, to take this message to warn people that the time is at hand. And, and, and I'm, I believe that He's called me and enabled me also to, to pray for the sick. He's answered my prayers and things at times and he's moved upon me by his spirit uh, for the needs of others and others have been delivered and healed and different things and uh, right quick I'll give a just a quick little testimony something that happened before we close uh, there was a there was an elderly sister she had lost her daughter from cancer and uh, she uh, she was in very bad depression. I, I didn't know anything about how depressed and in despair the sister was. We had been to church that day. I'd came back to her and her husband's home and uh, we after morning service, I think we went out to eat. We came back. We were over there resting before the evening service and I was in I was in the recliner, stretched back, about half asleep. All of a sudden, I felt the Spirit of God move upon me and speak to me and told me to go pray for her. So I got up out of the chair. I walked in the kitchen. She was in the laundry room that was beyond the kitchen. And as I was walking, I heard the voice of Satan even speak. And he told me, are you sure about this? 
I didn't listen to that devil. I kept going. He was trying to get me to doubt. I didn't listen to him. I kept going. And I arrived there at the laundry room where she was at. I told her God sent me to pray for her. I put my hands on her, started praying for her. And the power of God came down so powerful. I'm, I'm, unlike any power I've ever felt in my life, there was so much power there. I believe it, I have no doubt it would have raised the dead. And it, 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 it felt like fire all over me and everything. It was so powerful that knocked her out in the laundry room. She passed out from the power of God. And I, it was so, it was like fire over me. And I, I went running through the house and her husband felt the presence of God and he went to praising God in there. And, and so uh, when she woke up, she was speaking in another language. She didn't even know that was how much the power of God was on her. And, and then so after that, uh, I found out why God sent me in there. She, she, she was contemplating suicide. She was thinking about killing herself. She was in such despair and depression. But, but God delivered her that day by a miracle. And so I thank the Lord for all the good things that He does. So... I'm going to stop right here. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening in, no matter where you're listening in from. Uh, this is this is the beginning of what I feel the Lord has called me to start. Uh, I, I, I've tried to before I was aiming to. I've never got got this thing set up like this. And of course the devil's fought me tooth and toenail, not wanting me to get started and do anything for the Lord. He's tried to keep my mind occupied. He's tried to trip me up. He's tried to cause me to fail. He's tried to do all, offered me all kinds of things and he want me to go after money and, and, and tons of things to stop me. He, he doesn't want this ministry to go forth. He's, he's fought tooth and toenail to stop this ministry. He doesn't want people delivered. He doesn't want people healed. He wants to stop me. He knows that God called me and He sent me uh, with these uh, gifts and things that are for the people to, to glorify the Lord with. And He's tried to do everything to stop me. And I'm thankful that I've got brothers and sisters praying for me. Uh, who's there for me. There's a a couple in Brazil has been uh, very gracious and, and, and helpful to me. And uh, the brothers prayed for me uh, through video, WhatsApp and stuff. And he did actually last night. And um, I, I felt God moved from that and, and gave me strength and grace. And so that's one of the, that's really helped me to be able to uh, preach this message today. Because I, I felt the I felt the presence of God uh, today and, and things, and I've got I got to this message finally. So thank you for listening. God bless you wherever you are, and we'll and uh, we thank the Lord, um, Heavenly Father. I thank you again. I thank you for all that you've done and that you're going to do. I just pray for your grace that I could be your humble servant, Lord. And, and, and do all that you'd have me to do. 
I thank you for all the things you did for your people today. No matter who listens to this, I pray the power of God would be on it. No matter when they listen, I pray the power of God would still be on it. That they just touch the phone, the speaker, whatever it might be, and they might need healing. They might need, need deliverance. I pray the power of God would move right there and that God, you'd touch them. If it's playing on the phone, no matter what it would be, may the power of God move as they touch the sick with it, whatever. I pray the power of God would go with it just as it, the power of God was on the bones of, of, of Elisha in the grave. Oh, God, when the, uh, the man fell in there and touched the bones, he came alive. Hallelujah. I believe the power of God is, is on what he sent. And I just commit this all to you, Lord. And I thank you for all things in the name of Jesus Christ. And God bless you, everybody. Thank you. And may God be with you in Jesus' name.